This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 812 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Horse folks, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Nancy later joins the Dressage Radio Show co-hosts Reese Kofler Stanfield and Philip Parks today with an interesting comparison of aids, positive versus defending, and how to tell the difference. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Horse Quencher. Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. Do you worry when your horse doesn't drink enough? Well, of course you do. Being fully hydrated is your horse's first line of defense against minor issues becoming major ones. All Natural Horse Quencher is the product that helps even the fussiest drinkers drink more. Listen to what Chester Weber, winner of the USEF National Foreign Hand Championships, eight years running, has to say about Horse Quencher. One often doesn't know they need a product until they're introduced to it. Since I was introduced to Horse Quencher, I've been wildly impressed with its ability to keep the horses in the water buckets drinking, and it's given me real peace of mind. Take it from Chester Weber. Horse Quencher is the all-natural product you need to help your horses drink as much as they should. Ask for Horse Quencher at your local tack and feed store or online at horsequencher.com. I thought we would talk a little bit about uh, positive aids versus defending aids. I think that that's one of the things that uh, people sometimes get confused when their horse makes a mistake and they're not sure what to do and what's the most important thing. And everything becomes, you know, kind of a downhill slide from there. So I encourage my students to think more about the positive way to ask for that transition or leg yield or shoulder in, whatever they're working on. What is the positive way to ask for it? And instead of telling the horse, no, no, don't do that, tell them to do this instead. So we have, uh, in general, some very basic things that we do to communicate with the horses from training level up, we build on those things. And I always like that my horses are following the inside rein, that they wait a little bit on the outside rein, that they move forward and away from the legs. And then we put those things together uh, to create different movements. But it's very easy for all of a sudden somebody, even with the most... um, positive intentions that the horse will get confused about what to do. So when we end up in those places, um, it's very important to think, how can I communicate to my horse? What do I want him to do? Instead, let that take over for what I don't want him to do. Because when we think more and more about the positive, then sometimes those negative things, those bad habits, those bad things, they start to disappear. So uh, 
I think one of the biggest uh, mistakes we find when with these um, moving up levels, training level to first level, and we want to make a lengthening in the trot, and we don't want our horses to canter, for instance. Yeah, How I think that's we... a common yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, we've all had that happen. And how many times do you want to just say, no, don't canter? <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy to just jump on that. And um, what is the essence of the, of the movement? We want the horse to think that it's okay to go forward. So we have to, go, we have to let them make that mistake sometimes. We have to, to break out of the limitations of what we've been working on all that time, this working trot, and now all of a sudden we want to grow it a lengthening and sometimes the horse is going to make mistakes they're going to lose their balance and they might break to canter and for me that is not the worst mistake ever the worst mistake is that they don't listen to your leg and that they don't try to change and then we develop what is that change into a lengthening over several days and weeks and months it might not happen all at the you know same time in the same lesson so we have to go think about growing it. And if you go across the diagonal and you put your legs on and you ask your horse to make a lengthening and they break to the canner, I would not, I would try not to tell them first with the reins, don't do that. I would still encourage them to be going forward, encouraging them to stretch their stride. And then within that forwardness, bring them calmly back to trot and then back encourage that, that bigger trot again within a couple of steps. And that, of course, depends a little bit on your own balance and your capabilities to communicate those things in a short period of time. And if you feel like you're losing your balance, then you might wait until the next diagonal to encourage that lengthening again, bring them back to the trot and um, organize, organize the, the rhythm get your balance back, and then go again. But I've always think about, did the horse make a mistake? You know, of course, not on purpose. So how can we teach them in a positive way? Yes, I wanted you to go forward, but I wanted the steps longer, not to go to the canner, and um, keep riding on the forward way, even if they get to the canner. The next time you make, you're, you're going to think, okay, that's my limit. I can't, maybe I can't go into a bigger trot than that, you know, on that diagonal, but, but make sure that the forward is the first thing, the positive, um, that the horse gets that point step by step. That's a very good example, uh, Nancy, of positive riding. I think that's really handy to not correct too fast or, or, or just to jump all over the horse. Are there any other examples, um, you know, for our listeners of how to ride maybe a leg yield in a positive way when, when the horse makes mistakes? I love that. I love the shoulder in and uh, the leg yield. It's the same thing. We start to add that idea of going sideways as well as going forward from our leg. That's, that's a new concept for the horses. The first thing we teach them is that they go forward from the leg and then the next one is that we block just a little bit in front and encourage them to go sideways from the leg. And it's very easy for the horses to lose a little bit their balance or to try to go forward at that time that you're asking them to go sideways. And people might use a descending aid 
for too long and start to hold the horse up in front. And then all of a sudden we have this domino effect of the horse not being anymore in self-carriage, braced a little bit against the rider's hand. Then the rider has to brace themselves to um, keep their balance and their position. And all of a sudden what was was starting out as this nice, you know, sideways leg yielding movement turns into this blocked holding, no more rhythm in the gate kind of a thing. So what I like to think about is the same thing. What are the positive aids for the leg yield? In the leg yield, you want to have each step very slightly forward and very slightly sideways with the horse. If we're going, for instance, from the center line to the wall, we want the horse to be parallel to the wall with a very slight positioning around the inside leg. So we're moving away from the flexion. The positive aids are going to be away from this. We're moving from the left to the right. We're moving away from the left leg toward the right ring, toward the wall on the right. Everything must be an aid and a relaxing of the aid. At any time that the horse loses their balance, we must make a half halt, a little weight, and then, of course, relax. Make sure that the horse is back in balance, and then start again with the left leg aid. At any time when we're teaching these things, and then, again, when we get to the show ring, we find that we are doing more and the horse starts to carry themselves less, that's sending aids. And you are defending that horse might fall too quickly or you're defending holding them on the inside rein so they don't go too quickly. So no longer riding with positive aids. So we have to be very careful. Sometimes we add a little bit of defending aid to correct, but absolutely it's just an aid. It's a step or a step or two, but then we must relax that, make sure that the horse got the point, and then continue on with the positive aids. Does he give to my inside leg? Does he wait on my outside rein? Okay, and next step. Does he give to my inside leg? Does he give to my outside rein? Okay, next step. I love that. I mean, I think that's that's exactly what we're trying to do every time we ride. And Nancy, I, I also loved how you talked about the essence of the movement. I think we all sort of forget that in a way. What do you think? I think that that's... Um, it's hard uh, concept, you know, for now, where I am now in my education and in my training, and uh, when I think back and I was really trying to learn so many things, it was kind of a hard concept to grasp, but I think the more that you think about each, let yourself be peaceful with each level and each um, movement that you're learning, and learn exactly like that. Learn what is the essence of the aid, what is the essence of the movement, what are we trying to accomplish, because it's so easy to start thinking that the frame is the most important thing, that having the fancy front legs is the most important, but in dressage, I think balance is the most important thing. And, and why do we want to have the right frame? We want to have the right frame because it makes it easier for us to convey, the you know, through the horse, that balance for us to be in balance with each other. So sometimes I, I get a little bit um, 
concerned with people that start thinking too much about the neck position or um, the frame that this turns into defending AIDS again. This turns into uh, missing out on that the essence of dressage, which is this harmony and lightness and communication between the rider and the horse. And when we think that we have to hold our horses up and we have to pressure them into the movement, then we're, we're missing, we're just missing so much of the, um, of the sport. And it's when we take it to a horse show. So for instance, at home, maybe that works out a little bit, but then you get to the show and all of a sudden the atmosphere is new and the weather is cold and the tents are flapping and you have been, you know, riding your horse a little bit under pressure and with a little bit lack of balance and understanding, all of a sudden this horse that used to feel like it was under control and feel like everything was working right, the defending needs don't make sense to them anymore and they become very frightened and, and nervous from, uh, from the whole situation. So, I think our this system that we're talking about in the defending aids and the positive aids and riding in balance, it it will carry over and it will take you in such a positive way as well to the shows where the horses can trust you, they can follow your aids, they don't change because you get to a show. That system, you know, just continues in such a good way and a, and a confident way for our horses. I think many times you see riders that maybe they're they're being introduced themselves to a new movement on maybe a green horse that they're working on training and and problems arise because the rider isn't it doesn't know it that well and then they get into kind of trying to force the horse to maybe like leg yield move sideways or kind of force them to to um to do a lengthening for instance like we talked about and then the, you kind of forget that the horse has to kind of enjoy it and learn it as well so it becomes just it can be a very frustrating situation that you have kind of have to step step back from sometimes and just you know rethink it right and not and not try and overdo it or or force it and and just remember that the horse has to want to do um, what you're asking and and you have to be clear but not overly strong is that is that the idea you know positivity a hundred percent and i think that um in each week of training with my horses, I think some of the days might actually be spent more on some of those mental aspects without looking so much for the expressiveness and um, even learning, you know, newer movements or uh, moving them along in their training. But maybe two days a week will just be spent on on those mental aspects, when I do this, this is what I expect from you. When I use a little more inside rein, this is what I want. When I, you know, put my legs on, this is what I expect. And, of course, depending on the level of your horse, what you expect back as feedback is going to be a little bit more advanced as the horses become advanced. But even our Grand Prix horses need to be reminded every once in a while, you know, that when you make a half halt, that does not mean take a hold of my reins and go running off. Uh, we warm up our Grand Prix horses just the same as we would warm up our younger horses. And that warm-up includes a little bit of those tuning 
a reminders, you know, when I do this, this is what I expect. And every ride, if you, if you find all of a sudden that something isn't working, you have a chance to just absolutely take a step back. There's so many factors that can come into it, whether it's physical or, or something stressful or some outside influence that the horse isn't able to concentrate. But when we get on our horses every day, we want them, when we get off, to be a little bit better. And it's so easy to, you know, let something interfere and, and that we react too quickly or we... Um, don't have that patience to find out, hey, what, you know, what's going on here? You're, you're, you're misunderstanding me. Take that, take that couple minutes and explain it again. Let thoroughly break it down for them because the horses don't always, uh, read everything exactly how we do. And, um, sometimes if we, if we made an aid a little too sharp or, a little bit too strong or a little bit too long, we might get a reaction from the horse that we didn't anticipate or something that we didn't like. But I think we need to be strict and we need to be, you know, organized, but we also need to be compassionate that we we can um, make mistakes or, you know, ride out of feel, out of rhythm or, you know, without the correct feel and, and let's be compassionate with our horses and, and give them another chance, explain it again, you know, build them up slowly. And exactly like you said, take, take a step back and say, okay, let's, let's analyze this. Why, why didn't it work exactly at that moment? Um, but I, I do like taking a couple days every week and, and just instead of putting the pressure, is my extended trot is big and my shoulder in that big? Is my half-ass going sideways enough? Just take, take those little you know, that little time to make the step smaller and bigger, to make the neck lower or higher, you know, to, to you know, just work those little things without the complications of um, having to do a whole test that day. And and it makes it more fun, you know. And the next day, all the, the work goes, you know, a little bit easier and, and the horses are a little more uh, with me feel because of I, that, uh, getting I, together with them. I love that. I mean, that's just a, just a great reminder for all of us. So Nancy, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. If our listeners wanted to find you on the internet, how do they do that? My website is uh, com. And that's a wrap. If you enjoyed Reese and Philip chatting about all things dressage, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tips about topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Horse Quencher. You can find them online at horsequencher.com or you can ask for Horse Quencher by name at your local tack and feed supplier. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.